host. Okay. So, well, welcome everybody uh, to Triple R Sports. We are uh, a man down right now at the last minute. We're going to do our best. Uh, usually, Randall is our moderator and our uh, commander in chief on how to uh, go about and you know talk about different topics. I've got a loose outline of what we discussed pre-show, so I will I will uh, take it from there. Raj, how was LA? It was good, man. Uh, for those that don't know, my family and I went out west for fall break. Are you getting any feedback, by the way, because the game's on and it's going through the night? I can um, hear you. You're not cool. Okay. Right, sweet. Yeah, no. Um, ended up going to game three at uh, well, now, now I am Dodger Stadium. Stadium. You did. No, that's not me. That's Randall. Oh, okay. Go ahead, though. Sorry. <laughs> but no, I went to game three at Dodger Stadium. It was the coldest game I've ever experienced in Los Angeles. There were 45-mile-per-hour wind gusts. Affected both teams. Went the next night to Dodgers won and uh, flew back into Atlanta Sunday. And, of course, we went to the game, which was a brave walk-off. Uh, trip was lovely. I got to spend quality time with my mom. But, um, you know, the Dodgers just took the lead on a, a – Bellinger tied it up with a three-run home run at the bottom of the yeah. eighth, and then they took the lead on a single putt by Mookie. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the Braves still have a ton of mojo. And uh, that is why I'm still uh, a bit down. Um, yeah, I went to, I went to, I was in here watching the game, uh, and then I went to go make a drink and came back, and it was tied, and then now the Dodgers are taking the lead. Um, and we'll get to the to more about the series, uh, specifically this series uh, later on, and I'll have all my issues with baseball and their scheduling that I've had. That, Oh my God! I don't. A Two p.m. game in Los Angeles, and then a five o'clock game. So East Coast people are staying up till midnight. The Dodger fans are like waiting for darkness. You know, it's like five or. Ugh, it's so stupid, man. I, well, you. I know um, you are are big on on eyeballs, and eyeballs are everything. And I feel like Major League Baseball goes out of their way to shut people's eyes. Yeah, well, and and why? I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, so this game, we're on TBS. Does TBS show anything original anymore? Besides, I mean, I, I guess the NBA starting tonight, but that's on turn. That's on TNT. Like, what what does TBS have that where they can't say, yeah, we'll move this to prime time? Or like, I mean, they essentially made it to where neither coast can watch this game in its entirety. And, and that's not to it's, mention Central and Mountain Time, who it's still during their work day also. Like, they've killed East Coast with the travel time. And, like, and then West Coast is like, what What are you guys doing? Why? And then, to like, honestly, like, I flipped on and I was like, wait, the Astros and the Red Sox are playing at the same time? Like, why? it's Tuesday night. Why are you not staggering this? Like, hey, guys, the NFL does this more, just perfectly, like what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's a fairly easy format. They continue to muck it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree entirely. It's uh, it's a shame. Uh, the TBS and you know TBS bid for the National League 
and the National League Championship Series, the NLDS and the NLCS. Um, what is it? Uh, a Fox FS1 has Houston and Boston for the most part. I put this on, you know, baseball's a dying sport in many respects. Put this on, if you want to put it on Fox, I mean, who cares about the mass singer, you know? Like, put this stuff yeah. on eight, 8 o'clock so the world can see. I've got a seven-year-old loves baseball now uh but i know it's, that's few and far between in terms of appearances uh there was uh a great quote uh it was because you know hockey season starting up i'm going to the predators game thursday and um the nhl is just you know ecstatic now that espn they they partner with espn now and gary bettman had a great quote he was like uh he's like if ESPN does half of what if they they work half as hard to promote us as they did to kill us when we didn't have the contract, we'll be in good shape. So Don't like, you just, love a commissioner with a backbone? Yeah, just, just throw us a bone, man. Um, well, we'll get started. So, did, were you since you were traveling with the family? Um, I know you have you've at least heard about it. Um, did you see the Vols game on Saturday? I saw the end. Um, yeah, I was also in Mexico for a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. If you guys remember my trip to Dallas. Uh, hey, by the way, Baja We all need some illegal drugs here and there. Baja Mar, south of it, uh, Ensenada, was beautiful and super reasonable. Uh, highly recommend to anyone. Um, I didn't, you know, I saw Joe Milton, uh, I have no words for him either. That's what I, I mean, I saw bits and pieces, but I, I was so on the go last week. I think I was at a Dodger game when that happened. Maybe not, but yeah, I'd like to hear your take because aside from the fans, uh, they went full Raider, um, it looked like, I mean, Tennessee, from what I read, and it seemed like Tennessee deserved to win that football game. Um, yeah, so so I was there. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah, just, just a little overview of my weekend and uh, last night. So I just decided to rip the Band-Aid off on my uh, no sports kind of uh, prohibition. So I went to the Vols game Saturday, then went to the Titans game last night. Um so let me, yeah, let me take you back to before you're good, Randall. All right. Yeah, uh, I just re- just for the folks at home, I fell down a flight of stairs and I just put my leg back in joint. I have a trick knee. I didn't want to explain this to y'all while you're getting started. I just reset it. I'm beautiful now. As you notice, the sweat level is back to normal. So, yeah, for the record, I called Randall's never late, and so Rob thought maybe he fell asleep, which I know he's old, but I knew that wouldn't happen, especially with the NLCS on. So we got we got worried, and so he's a tough dude. He's been through a lot, and uh, I'm beautiful. So I gotta now. Miss uh, okay, so well, I'm glad you're okay, okay, and back in action. Um, I'm back, yeah, baby. So, I'm back. So balls game. I want to hear both of your takes. Yeah, so let me set the kind of the overview of people that may not be Vols fans. Um, I was 
talking to students. We were parking cars and everything. And I was charging park cars. I wasn't actually doing anything of any kind of labor, but I was just, you know, charging the park cars. And due to a convenient um, just, property that you own. Just talking to them. And this was the first game that's been a football game day in Knoxville in their college career. And so it was more like them. They were saying, this is more like a basketball game than a football game, which shows you exactly kind of where Tennessee football has been and the depths it's been in. And the it's, I pulled up uh, at about 11, 11, 10, 30, 11 a.m. Tailgating's already going on. I took the dog for a walk. You know, just just checked out the scene. I was by myself. I, my brother hadn't came with his, his buddies yet. Um, Felt like the old days. Yeah, so the first, I mean, it was buzzing. Knoxville was buzzing, and um, the stadium was electric. The checkerboard was out for 59 minutes of that game. It was perfect college football atmosphere. Um, you know, checkered. Did all that in. stuff happen in the last minute? Like, yes, yes. All so, the batteries. I mean, that's full Raider treatment. I've seen D batteries and golf balls, by the way, are the way to go for Raider fans. Yeah, and. And I, and, and I said, I will not defend those people's actions. Like, they should all be, if they can be prosecuted, be prosecuted. Um, no, and nothing serious. Just teach them a lesson that, you know, pretrial diversion. But th this is serious. And that behavior should never be tolerated. Um, but it's, I mean... But it doesn't take away from the overall atmosphere. I think recruits, I think it was an overall successful weekend. Recruits, I think, loved it. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, I'm getting more and more sold on Josh Heifel. He just came out there and owned it. Talked, but talk about how the great the atmosphere was. And just not this, like, such a slogan guy. Like, hey, I'm just talking to me like a normal person. I the more things yeah. go about, the more break by break and all the bullshit. That right. The more things go about, I think Tennessee has got their coach. They can play with anyone. That's what that game showed me, and that was not yeah. always the case. Uh, Matt Corrales from Long Beach. I got a thing against white guys, white guys with sleeve tattoos, but uh, he's supposed to go to USC. But there were some issues. Looking at his numbers, uh, he had thirty carries for almost two hundred yards. He was the fantastic. Numbers, the numbers does not do Matt Corral justice. Really? Uh, the numbers He's, do not. Ole Miss would be a six and six, five and seven football team without Matt Corral. Wow. They are. They He's are the front so runner, right? He uh he's going to be a, a. We keep talking about there's not a elite quarterback prospect in this class. I, I'd hate to see a one if he's not it. I mean, to me, he was – he's mobile, but he's got a heart of a pocket passer. So, Does he remind you of Zach Wilson a bit? No. No. Manziel? I'm going to say a name, and I don't mean this from a political standpoint, so please don't – we won't go down that. Colin Kaepernick is a good comparison to his skill set. A young Colin Kaepernick, mobile – Big arm can stand in the pocket. So, and he got hosed. He was a good player. I mean, he'd, he'd still be in the league if not for 
you know, pre-evolution of society, in my opinion. He's that size and he has that kind of release. Uh, and, and we forget that Kaepernick before all, and again, I'm not getting into all that. I saw Ka- Kaepernick in the NFC championship game. He was Thank an elite you. quarterback. So it was awesome that day. Braves just lost. Uh, yeah. Two and two. I, I'm on direct TV. I thought we were in the water. Um, you know, a lot of things haven't gone the Dodgers way. I mean, while we're on the topic, this was their first postseason win when trailing by three plus runs after. No, my seven year old's going to talk trash to my wife who's a Braves fan. Don't, don't say anything mean. We got uh, lucky. And I will say, uh, while I. I I thought the fine of Tennessee should have been a hundred thousand dollars. I'm fine with two fifty, um, but the SEC does need to explain why Ole Miss wasn't punished when they did the same thing on a basketball court to Tennessee. I think two or three years ago, and that's a much closer environment, a much more dangerous environment without pads, without helmets, and so. It's never too late to do the right thing, but explain why you didn't do the right thing beforehand. And I agree. Our friend Joe Riggs, former Tennessee player, made a post that I, I got a lot of. I got a lot out of it. It basically we should be embarrassed, but to say that's the worst thing that happened in college sports is far from the truth. You know, we had a. A murder a few years ago at an Alabama Auburn game. Uh, burning down, burning down yeah. five hundred year old trees. It's not that yeah. big of a deal, man. It's Lane Kiffin. He's a polarizing figure. He ditched you guys for USC, which every everybody don't get me started. I, I agree with the fine, Robbie. Not a big deal. But but also I agree with this. And and if nobody else says it, uh, they are. On campus alcohol sales to that offsets that amount of money very easily that they started a few years ago. Well, well, and let me just just for the people playing all holier than mighty, let's just remind you last weekend, Texas AM allowed students to run on the field with college athletes not knowing what their intentions were that's that's body to body communication that, that, that is a lot more dangerous than a water bottle or beer cans or whatever it is being thrown I, that, I, trust me i was a student we were all students before they allowed uh, beer sales in college stadiums. Drinking in college stadiums is nothing new. This that that is not the cause of this problem at all. No, no. it's it's not it's gonna happen no matter what. It always has happened. But yeah, it it's not the cause. That you said it a minute ago though. A bunch of kids without experience in this environment at it with alcohol, and I've seen things falling on the field there before. And it was alcohol. And I've had alcohol in that stadium many times. It's just not as big a deal to me as it was to some. Well, 
And, and maybe I can't believe it doesn't happen more. Yeah, I, me too. I'm shocked. Well, again, and, as and, a Raider fan, I can't tell you how many times in the black hole I've been and personally and seen on TV like batteries. Again, D batteries. Like D battery sales in Oakland were like up 800% by stock in Duracell, Rob. Um, golf balls, you know, and, and I think Kiffin said he got nailed with one. I've seen it a million times. And sure, that's it's not okay. It doesn't make it acceptable. But, you know, it just, it's funny that they make, NCA makes an example of Tennessee when there are so many other programs that have done so many things similar. And then when you get into the other side of things, recruiting, et cetera, Oregon, you know, they get a slap on the wrist. So they, you know, they were made an example of. And that's unfortunate. We, we have, we have all heard stories of, LSU and urine bottles and yeah. like, I mean that's the standard. That's what if you go to LSU, like that's what it happens. I can personally attest to being arrested in, in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium after I was doused with urine in 1997, and I was charged with assault. Um, you were charged. I was charged with assault because I hit multiple people's fists with my face. <laughs> that That's so, what you call getting home cooked there. So um, I was, I, I, I mean, it, really it, it happened to me. B move, man. Have some, you know what, throwing piss is just a B move. Uh, uh, Nobody happens. does that. I know. I've heard that about Florida, and I, I, I remember you telling me, but I mean, what goes I, through somebody's I, mind I, to do that? I acted just as childish as they did, though. So I'll take my responsibility. Robbie, since you started off hosting, keep us on track. I like this. Um, yeah, well, I like to talk and host, so it's difficult. You, you're much better at just sitting there and listening to people talk. Um, yeah, so the second thing, so we talked about um, urine and water bottles being thrown. So that's a natural segue to what I believe is at worst the third best job in college sports, uh, especially college football, um, is Ed Orgeron getting let go or a separation agreement. They're going to pay his entire buyout at $17 million. Um, couple of questions. Uh, one, how good's that job? How does it compare to USC? And now... Who do you guys think Why goes there? LSU continues to F us over SC, guys. Um, you know, if I'm a coach, even though it's Southern California and USC is far more tradition, et cetera, uh, LSU program just reloads. You, you know, so they're probably going to get our top pick. Uh, the irony of everything is overwhelming, whether it be Edward Ron or the 2003 uh, BCS, excuse me, BS, uh, flipping the polls. But yeah, you win a championship and a year later you're out. You know, I, I can't help but think this is personality driven, aura driven, if you will. Um, I was pretty bummed out again, mid season. And I know they're going to take Luke Fickle or somebody else that we really want. So, Raj, and you're you're a SC guy. Um, where and, and so, like I said, I think it's at worst the 
third best job, LSU being that. Um, where do you compare as your rankings, USC versus LSU? I mean, I, you know, personally, and Colin Coward's a knucklehead, but he said they're both top five. I mean, when it comes to everything, including student body, uh, alumni, boosters, weather, uh, tradition, uh, I, I believe USC and Texas are uh, probably one and two overall, right? You know, um, it, but it's very hard to win in the Pac-12 these days. And in the SEC and a team like LSU, you know, Tennessee showed that there's just better players out here. I mean, they lost like half of their team, everybody that had numbers. And with a good coach, they've reloaded and they, I mean, they're far better than they were last year. Uh, I'm so impressed. So I would say USC and Texas, but I think those are postcard destinations. If I'm a coach, I think I have a better chance of getting money and keeping my job at LSU. All right, Randall, what about what do you think about? So basically, what do you think about the job? Where or uh, what do you think about Coach O leaving? Um, where does it rank as uh, a job? And then does LSU coming open now affect who you think is going to SC and LSU? Those are two of the, the primary college jobs. Uh, no matter who you ask, they're 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 two of the best. So I'm sitting here and I just went through it. Alabama is the best job in the country, hands down. It is the, now. I mean, the, nobody wants, nobody says, I want to go to Tuscaloosa. Uh, uh, because of saving. The next best job uh, in the country is Ohio State. The next best job in the country is LSU. And probably the fourth best job in the country. And I know that face, Raj, and I'll get to why I don't have USC in my top five. Oh, I don't even crap about them i'm just saying i don't i believe it seems like you're just going down the rankings over the last few years i believe it's lsu well and that's that's where i'm going there's certain parts of the country what hurts what to me what helps these jobs in the sec and ohio state is the focus on college football instead of academics Wait, they go to school? College football is not – they're not selling SC jerseys at the local Walmart, uh, you know. We don't have Walmarts in Southern California. I got it. But if you're a head coach of Alabama, you're the single most important person in the state of Alabama. If you're a head coach of – LSU, you're at least the top three person in the state of Louisiana. I just like those destination jobs. I think I think college sports means more. And hey, Rog, here's something for you. I think USC does it fighting uphill in despite of their conference and their location. I also believe the same about Notre Dame. I think they kind of do it despite being independent not a destination job now. So I think there's some programs that are tradition. Now, as far as the coaching job, to me, there's one guy that should get an interview, and that's Joe Brady. If you don't want to give Ed Orgeon credit for what happened two years ago, then you've got to give it to Joe Brady. So if it's not Joe Brady, at least an interview with Joe Brady. 
Uh, I think James Franklin's name's going to come up. I Same. still think he, he wants the out of US. Penn State. And I have finally completely joined the Luke Fickle uh, bandwagon. Uh, hey, I am come. an actual alumni, and uh, the USC AD Mike Bone came from, and he hired Luke Fickle. Reports are he's not stoked on that. He wants to stay out in the Midwest, but uh, we are really hoping for Luke to be our coach. Let me throw a question to you guys. What if Bob Stoops wants to get back in coaching? I'm I'm okay with that. You know, he, he gets a lot of that pressure, not pressure, but influence from the big box, whatever. Uh, so did Urban Meyer with uh, Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush in Los Angeles. Uh I'm pro Stoops. I know he's controversial and some people are fans of his, but I would take him in a heartbeat in LA. Still only 61 years old. <laughs> oh. That's it. Well, uh, let me answer my own question. That's why I don't like hosting. I like to talk. Uh, so I, I don't know if you guys read the report. I believe it was in the Atlantic about um, kind of what went wrong with Coach O. Um, you know, he right after the championship, uh, reports, well, not, not reports, he got divorced and reports are, he started focusing more on his single life than, um, football life. And did he have a 12 year, a 21 year old blonde on the back of a motorcycle and wreck it? Well, no, so. no, but reportedly and allegedly he, ended up hitting on a high-ranking administrator's wife. And um, while, granted, if he if he's winning, this doesn't matter because nothing matters if you're winning. But when you go, was it eight and eight or whatever they have been since the championship, um, that's kind of where things went south. Um, as far as the job goes, guys, to say, I'm not sure this isn't the best job in college football. Think about this. Les Miles won a championship there. Not a head coach anymore. Ed Orgeron won a national championship there. Not a head coach anymore. The last three coaches there have won a championship. Well, Saban obviously won it for, I mean, because he's Nick Saban, but the two after him have won a championship just on talent alone. USC went through decades of a down period. Um, so has Notre Dame. Um, Ohio State's probably they, – they had some bad years, nothing like down years. But LSU, they're the only program in that state. There's no rivalry. There's no Auburn. There's no UCLA. There's no – well, Stanford and Cal aren't really rivalries, but there's still schools in that state. Um, LSU sits alone. They can go to Texas. They can, they can cherry pick around them. Um, to have three co- the last three coaches win a national championship, not has any can any school say that? Probably not. Uh, uh, Ohio not State, right. Urban. Oh, yeah. uh, Whatever the guy, Jim Trestle. Jim Trestle. Yeah. And then Ryan Day uh, has it. Ryan Day has it. So if Ron, 
Okay, two of the three. All right, I got. I you. mean, I mean, what that, that, that's three in a row. Like, even Florida won two. Like Urban and Spurrier won. You know, you got Johnny Majors, Phil Former. Uh, but I mean, the the, the last and, and Les Miles and Ed Orgeron aren't good coaches, and they won championships. So how good is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in that gang, though? Because I consider that the best team of the last decade. Well, I mean, I mean, but just look on the Sunday, you know, the the announcements. Hey, I went to school. LSU is just loaded with talent, and 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 Saban's going down and grabbing a lot of those right now. If so, and who I guess who who I think is going to be the next coach? Um, I really like Mel Tucker as a sleeper. I think you need a young coach. And you need to believe in his track record and also give him a contract and know Saban's not going to be there forever. And we're everyone in the SEC is hoping that. Like, hey, it's going to be a, a damn national holiday or a southern holiday when Saban retires and be like, yes, we all have a chance finally. You know, when I was, you know, I was kind of out of reality in Mexico and, Southern California. I really wasn't paying attention to many things, including my fantasy football team, which for the first time in the, in this league, I suck. But um, when I heard about this, I thought, you know, hey, Florida must have killed LSU. They won. Like, yeah. were they just waiting for this type of moment? So I do well, think they, they, they won't. show a fan respect to him like uh, I don't well understand. i mean honestly like, I, I i think when sc fired helton that put it in motion yeah. that like hey lsu we want the first pick we think we have the first pick and then southern cal will have the second pick so my question to you guys is who's the one they're all jockeying for probably pickle, pickle in my opinion <sighs> yeah i mean my opinion yes Urban, he, I thought, would be fired by now. So, I, so Raj, I, think I can't get away from that Urban and LSU in in my head thinking, oh, my gosh, what what could he build there? Um, but uh, Woodward, I think it's name's Woodward, he hired Jimbo at A&M. He hired, he's done some big – He's a swing for the fences guy. From all the reports I've seen, he is going to make Dabo say no. He's going to make Jimbo say no. Um, and I mean, I and then I guess I mean Ron Day, Lincoln Riley. Um, I don't. I, I, what about Dave Aranda, the old uh, the old LSU defensive coordinator who's winning in Baylor? You know, it's not yeah. basketball. Um, Talk about a coach. I know that Brady went to the Panthers and, you know, their passing game is not what I thought it would be. But yeah. uh, what about a random, man? He's, that guy's legit. And, you know, he's an LSU guy. I, I figured that would make sense. That, that could the – only, the only thing that I would caution is of the SEC schools, um, LSU's the most cash-strapped or one of the most cash-strapped. Um, really? They, I mean, it's I a, it's a poor state, and their state universities, like it's just, it, it's one of the poorest states in the country, and they have to 
subsidize the state funding, even the SEC money. So they don't have the hey, let's let's buy out. And that's one of the reasons why Les Miles stuck on a little longer than he could because they couldn't theoretically afford the buyout. They don't they don't have a lot of the rich boosters uh, that will write a check like I mean A and M, you know, pocket change. But money. they're paying seventeen million to get rid of Coachella. Yeah, right that's how bad it got. Yeah. All right, guys. I, I hate to move us along, but any last predictions? Give give me one prediction. Robbie, who ends up with it? I'm going with my gut and saying Mel Tucker gets it. Rod, who ends up with it? I'm saying either uh, Dave Aranda or Luke Fickle at LSU, and I think the old Boise State, Washington coach Chris Peterson, who's shown a significant interest, will end up at USC. I will go. I think Chris the ball goes to USC. James that? Franklin. Chris the ball. Franklin. Uh, Franklin's getting out eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's my one thing I keep going with. Yeah, there's yeah. so much he smoke. The his, his name's mentioned for every job. Like he's got to be. He's got to be put out words. That I'm not real happy here. He I is mean, campaigning like Houston Nut did. If I was in State College, Pennsylvania, I wouldn't be happy either. I was about to say the same exact thing. Yeah, that that's not an awesome place to be in terms of a living environment, raising a family. Robbie, I'm going to jump back in on this topic, though, as we move ahead, because I want your opinion. This is a largely a Robbie topic. The Titans and the Bills last night, I thought it was – probably the Titans' best played game since they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, I thought the team looked well. I think they played cohesive. But was it a bump in the road or are the Titans fixed? I wouldn't say we are fixed, that we being the Titans. I would say the Titans are fixed. Um I would say they showed up really well. They were really well coached. The defense bend but did not break. Um, but, I mean, the main thing about the Titans is it's almost comparable to the Lakers in a sense. Like, hey, we have this thing you guys do not have. We have Derrick Henry – who will it, he will wear you down and not only is he powerful but man if he gets open he's got like he had I've a 76 yard him. run yeah that was a guy that big outrun that many people i've been watching him for you know f- five years now like every weekend on the titans and it still blows my mind every single time he gets he gets a window and he's gone and i'm like how can these small guys not catch him like it's not that they catch up to him and then he pushes them off of him like they just don't catch him and so as long as he's healthy the titans have a chance um the defense has to get a little bit better the offensive line's gonna get a lot better actually when taylor lewan went down i and i hope he's okay he got i didn't hear anything he got pulled off on a stretcher i don't know if y'all heard anything hopefully he's okay um but i think the line got a little better just cohesively with him gone. Um, but the Titans, the Titans are kind of what the Titans have been. 
we can beat the one of the best teams in the AFC, and we can also lose to the Jets. So, hey, that's the NFL in summer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Rod, why don't we? Why don't we respect Derrick Henry the way we do elite other backs? We always hear that the, the backs like Earl Campbell talked about with with reverence. He was so tough, so uh, so 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 complete of a back. Uh, uh, this back had this great run. It seems like we, as the general public, always want to undersell Derrick Henry and go, "Hey, he's just a big guy that runs the football." Is he not the best back of this generation? Yes. He reminds me of Bo Jackson. Uh, Jackson was a bit more overall athletic and talented uh, in terms of size and speed. But the fact that I bring up Bo Jackson from 30 years ago, he's a freak of nature. Uh, To me, Julio Jones in his peak uh, was also a freak of nature. All Alabama guys, by the way. Um, I've never seen anybody that big, that durable knock on wood, that fast. Uh, with that kind of vision, he can catch the football. Um, you know, I think we, he doesn't get enough credit because there are times when inexplicably the Titans go away from him. And I have no idea why. And sometimes you'll see a lot and you, you don't hear much. And, and, and you know, it, the Tennessee Titans are the New England Patriots. You know, they're in a uh, sort of a not an awesome division when it comes to eyeballs. But – I think, uh, let's just say, Titan coaching doesn't do him any favors. But, yeah, he's the best back. Uh, I, I mean, I'm speechless when I watch that guy. He's well, unbelievable. He's a lot- Robbie, he's still not even held in the same esteem I, in my head. And what I hear is Eddie George. Uh, is, uh, is, it, is it because he struggled maybe his first two years in the league before becoming who he is? Yeah, you know, there was actually a lot of talk about on the radio coming back from Nashville today. And um, as great as Eddie was, Eddie had Steve McNair who won at least one co-MVP, maybe two MVPs, I can't remember, went to the Super Bowl. Steve McNair um, was a great quarterback. Um, And the thing, uh, I was hearing some criticism about the Buffalo call, yeah, I probably would have kicked it. Was my natu- was my thought in the stands, but then when I hear the breakdown, when they're saying like the coach is saying, well, you can have a perfect defense design, and it can still like Henry can get loose, and then it's it, it it's over. You know, like hey, I've got this gap plugged in. We've got everyone matched up. It's a stiff arm, then he's gone. So yeah, it is a it's a seventy yard risk every single time. Now he doesn't break them Don't all. Don't you time, guys? But it's definitely there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's what so I do. Tyler, Taylor Lewan is fine. He was released. He was tweeted. Uh, I, I saw earlier today. He tweeted, "Hey, I'm all right. Thanks, Nashville." Scary moment in the game. I, I'm. Look, I think Taylor Lewan's football career may be passing him by, but I'm a big fan of Taylor Lewan, the man. So, yeah, you know, I follow well, him yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. He's a great read. He's a good guy. So I'm just glad he's good. Hey, uh, on, the, on the Eddie George thing real quick, if I may, uh, you know, the Titans were brand new to Tennessee. They needed an identity. 
Um, you know, you've got this handsome dude that is huge and, you, you know, uh, I don't want to, very good PR wise. Uh, you know, I think all that helped in terms of him building an identity. Uh, nobody didn't like, that's double negatives, Eddie George. Um, so, yeah, you know, and Derrick Henry is more like, you know, he's more chill. He's not in the media as much. He just, you know, he's quiet, and those are the guys you have to worry about, and uh, just runs over everybody. So I think that has a lot to do with the legacy, I guess, I guess the public perception of each player and the public portrayal by each player. That, that That's a great point that Eddie was Nashville's first love, even before Steve McNair. Um, but I would even take a step from – you don't compare – Derrick Henry to Eddie George, guys, look at his numbers. You're starting to compare him to the all-time greats. Like, he's that good over this last three or four years. And and that's some – Terrell Davis or Terrell Davis, uh, Jim, Bra- Jim Brown. If you're – if you're if you can beat Jim Brown um, in a 40-game rushing yard total – you're one of the greats. Oh, I agree. All right. Um, last, last, last little bit. Then we'll head to a very painful subject for me right now. Besides my dislocated knee, which is better now. Um, how far do the Titans go in the playoffs, Robbie? They'll have a home playoff game. And... Um, I think they match up well against the Ravens and I don't, think, I don't, I don't think the chiefs are going to be a threat. I think the Titans can get to the AFC championship game and your chargers, buddy. Don't forget about your chargers. I know. I, I agree know. with you though. Rog, what I, about you? The Titans have shown that they can beat anybody on any day. Inexplicably, again, they can lose to anybody on any day. Losing the Jets still, wow. Uh, just give the dude the ball. I mean, they have some holes defensively. But, yeah, I mean, that's a team that can easily be in the Super Bowl because they have the best player in the league. Uh, Tom Brady aside, you know, doesn't really count when it comes to uh, evaluation. He's the best player in the league. You got that guy? Anything possible. Well, this is in, in six games. This is three times he's had three touchdowns and over 140 yards. That's, I mean, that's just freakish behavior. And like, uh, and sorry, I'm just real quick. Like, I turned around to the people behind me. It was like first and goal or something. I was like, they know what's coming. We know what's coming. And there's literally nothing they can do about it. And handoff, Henry. Eight-yard touchdown. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and I'm a little bit of – I'm late to the Derrick Henry um, party, but he's won me over the last couple of years. So, I think the Titans – I just don't see him getting past the divisional round, but we all know I have Titans hate anyway, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. All right, Raj, 
Get a get a good drink of wine because we're about to break Randall's heart. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a refill, but I'm listening. I'll be right back. All right. No, go ahead. Go go and ask questions. What a comeback by the Dodgers with their postseason in great jeopardy. Uh, it seems Luke Jackson, the the at bat by Turner, set the the scene to me because Turner just would not give in. O two. Tell us, tell us what happens from there. It's kind of like Jock earlier in the game. He's superhuman now. Suddenly, he had a ten or eleven pitch walk. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. It's I'm shocked that that happened. Mojo means a lot in baseball. Who's hot? Who's not? Um, you know, Dodgers have had a lot of things not go their way. Whether they lose their best hitter on the last day of the year, um, you know, Trevor Bauer. Uh, you know, Gavin Lux playing center. We all saw that. All of these are, you know, connected. They couldn't hit at all with runners in scoring position, at least a single. The only time they have is that eighth inning. Uh, where the Braves are the complete opposite. You know, they um, – my, my point being is I, I hate to say this, but I still think the Braves win this series. I really do. Uh, you know, Scherzer left the game that we were at on Sunday because he said his arm felt dead. Urias came in in the eighth, which still makes me mad. Um, we have three starters. That's it. And Bueller got, you know, he got squeezed a bit, but the Braves made, they were not chasing anything. Um, we don't have a pitcher. Uh, so that's going to be a problem. Um, I still think the Braves have a bit of mojo and they can come back tomorrow in a race today. No problem. It is a little discouraging as from the Braves side of the field. Uh, you really had an opportunity to take command of this series. To bury them. Uh, and, 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 and I'm not sure that when the game's tied at 5-5, I question the decisions with the pitching staff. I think you've got to somehow stop the bleeding at 5-5 and get it into extra innings at that point. But uh, but Snicker kept kind of just following his set pattern. Um, you know, I thought I was, it was interesting when that big inning that he let Morton come back. Now, I, and Morton pitched another three innings and he was flawless. But, I mean, you could have buried the Dodgers there with a the right hitter in that spot. The bullpen rough. is limited. And the guys they used were great up until Luke Jackson, uh, who, you know, made a couple bad pitches. But, you know, I thought they were done. And, and I said to my buddy, I'm like, dude, this could get ugly. Because I saw a lot of heads hanging. You know, it's kind of a post. Again, I believe in magic. Uh, the Braves have a lot of magic right now. I thought it was going to get away. And um, I'm still in shock as to what happened, but like I said, it, it's extremely tempered because I think right now the Braves are just playing better. The Dodgers are playing like shit, excuse my language. Um, and the team that's playing better, especially with runners in scoring position, generally wins series. I feel like the Braves should have won game two. I mean, the Dodgers should have won game two, and the Braves oh, yeah. should have won game three. So maybe what the Dodgers gave away in game two the Braves just gave back to him in game three. 
I think they should have won game one as well. You know, when it comes down to runners and scoring position and chances. Um, of course, I'm biased, but I don't want to discredit the Braves at all. They have played better in the series, and they deserve everything that's coming to them. Um, now, there were a few jerks walking out of that stadium, just little punk kids. I'm holding the hand of my seven-year-old, and I'm trying to be a representative. Of a, he's crying, by the way. Uh, had a had multiple people talk a little trash. Uh, I'm 45, and I don't want to go to jail again. And uh, yeah, those days are over. But that did piss me off. Uh, that is inappropriate. That happens, as the Braves, as, as that's, that's not just the Braves. That is as inappropriate as what happened in Knoxville. I mean, you do not talk trash to a seven-year-old. So, uh, as a Braves fan, tell your son I am truly sorry that happened to him. I almost killed somebody. Uh, that that I would have probably helped you. Robbie, outside of Rod killing somebody, as a just a neutral standby, not the hugest baseball fan, man, that felt like a huge momentum change when the Dodgers came back to the whole series. It did. Um, I think this is a unique series where every team's kind of been lucky to win the games they've won. I would but agree. At the end of the day – you got to get to four, right? So the Braves have yeah. two, the Dodgers have one. Um, the Braves need one in LA and then come back home. Um, hey, I mean, if 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 they thought they were losing it and the the momentum wasn't there. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like throwing more pitchers than you have to wear out more people because you got another game coming up. Um, you know, maybe you just lose one and try to win the next one. Uh, but these teams did this last year. The Braves got out early. The Dodgers battled back. Um, I think it's going to be probably a seven game series. I mean, uh, I would agree. Uh, I the would, Braves I, I, lineup though is. You know, people say Muncie's out, Acuna's out. Acuna, it's odd to put it this way, but he got hurt two weeks before the trade deadline. Alex Anthopoulos is a, a, a Dodger protege, and Andrew Friedman had two weeks, and he did amazing, an amazing job. And this lineup is better than with Acuna in, in the sense it's deeper. There are no easy outs. Last year, there were definitely easy outs. Oh, and, and um, anybody can it, it it definitely hurts us that uh, Kershaw can't play. Um, so, yeah. th- you know that that's that's a, a lot of things not going their way. And the Braves, yeah. are the flip side. So, if, again, if they don't capitalize, baseball is game by game, inning by inning. You know, tomorrow if the Braves win, then nobody remembers that that was your home run at all. Mm-hmm. So the um, the last couple of things I want to hit on, and maybe one, I agree with you about the trade deadline and uh, even trading for Eddie Rosario when he was injured. I mean, he didn't play for a month. Brilliant. So that was a brilliant look. Brilliant. But I'm going to go ahead and I'll say it. I don't know who wins the series, but I think it's going seven. I think for baseball, the Braves winning the series and these two teams became coming Serious rivals and meeting 
again next year in the playoffs would be one of the best things that could happen to baseball. My house can't take it, dude. It's been rough. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Robbie? I've said this since we started talking about baseball. Until they get the schedule fixed and the TV – you can't play a game at 2 o'clock on the West Coast and 5 on the East Coast. Like You just can't – on a Tuesday – when there's nothing else on, there's no competition. There's nothing on TBS that are watching Friends reruns. Like it's just so stupid. Like if you want to grow the game, rivalries are one thing, but put the dang thing on TV and put it where people can watch it. Doesn't uh, Turner own TNT as well? And basketball yes. started tonight. Yes. And I guarantee you that next Bucks, I mean Milwaukee, Brooklyn, probably had more viewers than either baseball game. And yeah, I agree yeah. with you 100%. An opening, a, a, a game one out of 82 that doesn't matter one bit probably outdrew a baseball playoff game today. A great baseball playoff game yeah. against two good teams, as Randall said, that uh, have, have dug themselves into a rivalry. And, yeah, and it's, the, the, it's sad. And the second largest city in America, and at least the top five or six largest cities. I mean, those are two huge markets. And uh, uh, just a few years ago, I would have said two of the three most popular baseball teams in America with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Every, so, everyone I mean, that's everyone in the the not in L.A. or New York grew up a Braves fan or a Cubs fan. Yep. At least, at least the RS. WGN. No, I agree. Yeah. The well, Braves carry like five different southern states, right? Like there's five states that don't have a team. And yeah, maybe they all can't get to the stadium. But you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, I mean, Carolina, North Carolina, Kentucky. At one point, uh, St. Louis was the nearest MLB team. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's the way I grew up was St. Louis was the next team. Uh, there were no Florida teams when I grew up. So, as a kid, there were no Florida teams. It was St. Louis, and there was a large Cincinnati. Cincinnati. And, yeah. And like yeah, I grew up a Reds fan. Yep. They both God, show I, up on TV here, which is weird. I, I, I hate to leave that subject behind. Uh, outside of dislocating my knee and the Braves blowing the lead, I think I hate the Braves worse right now. But – I almost niched this and said, no, no, we're not going to do this yet because this show is kind of built on college basketball. I mean, we, we're now a full-blown show, but we started as three college basketball fans. And Rod sent out a little thing, hey, how about the college basketball? And I was like, it's way too early for college basketball. And then I realized – we have games in two weeks. That's crazy. That is crazy. The tournaments so, are starting. Just a little quick subject to breeze through, and I'll go first. I thought about this a lot today, and I want to start with who I think is underrated. And I'm going to be the biggest homer you've ever seen with this comment. I, don't, I agree with you. I think the SEC is vastly underrated. Tennessee especially. One team in the top 10, and that's number 10. 
I think the SEC last year going into the tourney was playing as well as almost any conference out there. Now, did they have a, the best postseason? Not really. But I thought the SEC was really super hot. I thought, I really thought at one point Arkansas um, might win it. Uh, or Alabama. or and, and they just kind of fell apart. Especially Arkansas late, Bama in the tournament. Tennessee never got going. Kentucky never got going. But I really was shocked that they were only one SEC team in the top ten. So that, I'll start there. My underrated Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas, Kentucky. I mean, just I think they're all underrated. So, uh, Robbie, I'll go to you next. You look like you've got this topic near and dear to the heart. Well, yes. Well, as we all know, uh, this is my favorite sport that's coming up. I can't wait for it. I was just trying to uh, actually look at extra tickets um, for uh, the Vols, and I realized that the seats I'm in, they have doubled the donation since I bought them, so that's a no-go. But nonetheless, so the ones I'm intrigued by, um, so on its face, it's going to all look like I have some kind of bias against them, but I do not think that I do. Um, overrated. UCLA at two. They're, while they're returning a lot of talent and they've got a lot of players, you have to remember they went from the first four to the final four. They were not a great team until they got hot. Does that magic continue? I don't know if it does. Um, Cronin's there this first year. They're still recruiting. I think they take a step back. I'll, if I'm going over under two, I will take way under. Um, the other uh, ones, uh, UCLA's in my my underrated or overrated too, Robbie. Yeah. Just for the record, and then um, Duke and Kentucky at nine and ten. Hey guys, name brands one thing, but y'all got to show me. They both collapsed last year. There's a transition at Duke with. Um, Coach K leaving, and what's the guy's name that's taking over? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can't remember the name, but yeah. So there's a there's a there's a recruiting like I don't know if Duke and Kentucky like I want to see it first. They shouldn't be ranked in the top ten. But they went Duke went thirteen and eleven, Kentucky went nine and fourteen or something like that. No, you you don't get in the top ten without showing me something. It's going to take um, time for those guys to gel. Yeah. Sometimes it does the, with Kentucky, sometimes the, it doesn't. Yeah, then the other – my fourth overrated one is Memphis. Yeah, Penny can recruit, and he's been known to recruit. He still hasn't made the NCAA tournament. Like, there's a difference between recruiting and coaching. Um, it, college basketball has been flooded with good recruiters that can't coach. And I think Penny falls in that category. Um, underrated for me, um, I think Oregon is going to be really good. Uh, I think at 13, they're a little bit underrated. I also, as much as it hates me to say this, Alabama 
Um, Nate Oates is a fantastic coach. He just does the X's and O's. He brings a little bit of the Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors, three points. is worth more than two points to the line. Um, I promise you Tennessee is better than the number 18th team in the country. I promise you that. Yes. Um, and, and, and then the other one, uh, and this is not – this is no – Amis to Raj, but USC only getting 30 votes for the top 25. I think USC is going to have a, a good team that's going to challenge. Um, is the Pac 12 still divided in divisions or are they just all straight through? Straight through. Yeah. Basketball so, straight through. Yeah. I think USC is going to be up there. Andy Enfield or is Enfield? Enfield? Yeah. Yeah. So I, he's, he's, he's done. He's a great coach in like, He's got them with some talent now. They've got the recruiting is rolling. I like USC. I, you know, I agree entirely. I, for me, college basketball, especially in the preseason, like, you know, like you alluded to, words, I wasn't listening, but I feel like we're on the same track. Kentucky, dude, like, you know, they have all these five stars. These dudes haven't played a minute together. Um, I'll always take a team, you know, even though Oklahoma State lost Cade Cunningham, they returned like their six or seven top scorers, dudes that have played together. You watch out for that team. USC lost Evan Mobley. You know, they picked up, they picked up uh, Boogie Ellis from Memphis, a uh, kid that scored like 35 points in their NIT game. Like you said, that he couldn't make the tournament. Uh, everybody else comes back, like one through eight. Team Oregon State, you know, they lost uh, – Stevie Thompson, everybody else comes back, and they're getting no love. These are teams teams that play together in college basketball always do super well. So, I mean, if I were to pick my underrated teams, it would be the teams that have tons of returning starters that are getting no love. My overrated teams are the big-name teams with five stars that, you know, like we said, Duke, Kentucky last year loaded rosters, right? But it didn't come together. This time of year, I agree with you, and I especially agree with Robbie on uh, UCLA and Memphis being overrated. But what is sadly missing, I think, every year is the mid-majors. You get to the end and you'll see, uh, I forget, I think uh, UConn is in there, St. Bonnie's is in there. Drake. And then, uh, of course, Gonzaga's number one. But there's teams that's kind of got that reputation now. And I look for, you know, every year I kind of try to pick out where Lola of Chicago is, where Drake is, you know. And you don't even see these teams peaking the pole uh, until they win 20 or 20, you know. 27 games, yeah. Yeah, Winthorpe was 20 and 1 and ranked 25th. Is there not some mid-majors that should be making this poll that we, maybe not household names, but the experts would know? Robbie? Absolutely. So so one of the tricks that the preseason AP polls and these polls play on, play on you is they, and Raj said earlier, I'm a huge eyeballs person. So, yes, number nine Duke versus 10 Carolina, or Kentucky that will generate revenue. There may not be, there may not 
be no truth in that eight to nine ranking, but that generates eyeballs. So you have a number nine Duke versus a number 10 Loyola Chicago. That's not going to generate revenue. What I think the solution should be is a – so we do all these um, – and I, I've been to the Bahamas many times. I've been to Brooklyn. I, I go to all these Tennessee tournaments where they play over Thanksgiving weekend. Um, throw a tournament out in front. Start it with a bang. Do what NASCAR does. They turn a 500 right out the gate. Start a tournament, and then that seeds you for the season, and then you play your way through to the ultimate 64-team team tournament till the end. But, I mean, it's all entertainment, and we have to be creative on how we get eyeballs on the sport. And, I mean, like, you can't do things that you did in the 80s and expect it to work now. Like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'll go – I will. we're purists, the three of us. We love college basketball. I will go up, and I'll go on a Friday night, and I'll go up, and I'll watch Tennessee play uh, UT Martin in an exhibition game. I just like basketball. But – they're not marketing to me. They've already got me as a as a as a customer. They're marketing to new people, and that's the kind of thing we need to think of when we think about how to how to grow things. Good point. Excellent. Uh, you know, I'm not only a basketball fan. Uh, I find myself, and you know, we we've said on the show many times, we live in the Metro Chattanooga area. Uh, I get. If I can't make it to Knoxville, I enjoy going down and watching UNC Greensboro play UTC. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see a quality of basketball that may not be NCAA tournament up front. But every year those teams win a game. Somebody, yeah. you know. A couple of years ago, I saw Davison here locally come in and play. Make a huge run. The Mocs, it's been 20 years actually made a run to a sweet 16. I think college basketball, I, I'm a big a big proponent of these conferences like the West Coast Conference and the A-Sun and the Patriot League. They always have good teams. But you're right, Robbie, they don't sell. Raj, is it is it is it they don't sell or they don't draw TV ratings also? You know, I guess you have to win 15 years in a row like Gonzaga to get, you know, a bit of headlines and a bit of a front page news. I'm with you guys. I'm a basketball purist. You know, it, it comes down to markets, in my opinion, and schools with tradition and whatnot. You know, didn't Jimmy Kimmel love the mocks yes. uh, like 10 years ago or whatnot, you know? Uh, but it's Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, it's a beautiful city, but. Uh, although this year I think that team is going to be deadly, uh, especially if knucklehead Silvio D'Souza from uh, Kansas can get it together. One of the top five stars back in the day. Um, you know, Malachi Smith, David Jean-Baptiste is in his 30th year. Uh, they got a ton of talent, man. And I think they're going to win the SoCon. But, yeah, you know, Basketball is about stories. It's about Cinderella's. It's about those types of things. 
Um, and really, that's the only way that some of those tiny schools, tiny, I don't I mean it disrespectfully, but that's how they get eyeballs. You know, there has to be some sort of narrative, in my opinion. And, and um, otherwise, it's, you know, USC is a very good basketball team, but they're not a, quote, basketball school. And, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of national TV and, and pub and things. I, I think they're getting kids because of their coaching. But, um, yeah, I mean, college basketball is full of traditionalists, and whether that's good or bad. Uh, but then you combine markets, and I think those are the determining factors. All right, guys, last question, college basketball. When does your attention turn from football to basketball? I find Thanksgiving to be my well, – really get – it baseball. really get into the college basketball. Robbie, are you after Christmas guy or are you there with me catching those early games? Oh, summer practice, man. Uh, especially nice. with especially with this UT regimen, like uh Rick Barnes, like no, I mean uh, yeah, no, I, I I've got my tickets in, like I've I'm I'm ready to go. I'm going to the exhibition game. Um you know, I, I was always a bas- college basketball fan, but um, yeah, I mean, this last decade and a half, uh, Tennessee football's always been bad. So, you know, college basketball is my favorite sport, and so no, I'm I'm in it right from the get go. Like I said, I go to, I go to the Thanksgiving tournaments when we're involved in them. I love them. Going to the Hawks next year, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in. UT Those versus players. Villanova, November 20th. That's going to be a ball game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those Thanksgiving tournaments suck me in every year. Oh, they're great, oh, it, They've done a good job. It, it, it It's awesome. And then the only thing they could just – same with baseball. Avoid the football games. I don't know why it's so hard. I could manage all these TV scheduling for everyone. Hey, big ups to Chaminade while we're talking about our tournaments. <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite, my second favorite team. All right, guys, we're running low on time. There's a couple of short subjects we want to deal with. First, all over ESPN when I was at lunch, and all I heard today, Ben Simmons suspended for game one. Ben Simmons was run out of practice. I listened to Doc's uh, press conference. I've known Ben Simmons don't want to be, doesn't want to be in Philly since last year. I think Doc Rivers knows Ben Simmons doesn't want to be in Philly. But Ben Simmons is about to trash his career, if, it, if I'm reading it right. Robbie, what's your take on Ben Simmons and how ugly could this get? There are hundreds of millions of people that don't want to be employed where they're employed. But you know what they still do? They still show up to work and they work hard and they earn their paycheck. I they don't make thirty million a year. Yeah. And I so I can't believe this level of bradishness that he is showing. He's a liability at the end of games because he can't shoot a freaking free throw and trust me that's not the f word i want to use i can shoot free throws um operative word being free yeah like it's the same shot every single time you're a professional athlete 
And so it's the equivalent of a gimme on a golf course. Like, I don't know how if you're another NBA – well, one, your trade value is shot if you're Philly. And also, who wants him? And and this is – and I don't know if vaccination status is an issue or not, but who wants this guy who won't practice? He's not Allen Iverson. Like, sorry. No, I, I, I think – I agree with your assessment. He is being – quickly so unemployable in his workforce that it's scary and tragic for that guy and that talent. That's amazing talent. Speaking about Tennessee and Ole Miss, that's the wrong city to piss off fans, man. You're going to get a lot of D batteries. Uh, He is a first-team All-NBA defender multiple times, Uh, kind of a freak and six-nine guy that can handle the basketball, uh, play pretty much five positions a la Magic, but he's nowhere near Magic Johnson. As you said, Rob, the guy can't make a shot to save his life when it counts. Um, the fact that he destroyed trade value for Philly by whining, and then he reports and then gets in a fight. Like, come on, dude. You're, you're a professional athlete that makes millions of dollars. Like, I don't want to be like that guy. that oh, I make millions. Forget them. But I, I don't understand it at all. Like, it, it seems like it came out of nowhere. And, you know, a guy like MB takes, you know, the high road and, and says the right things and is representative of the franchise. And then you have this idiot, like, basically, you know, sabotaging the franchise. I don't get it. I agree with you. I think I, there's nothing else to add. You, you two both summed it up. Uh, and also, we had another five-minute subject I want to I want to touch on. I really debated whether I can speak on this one, but let me go first, and then you two. This one, this one bothers me. Uh, and and I, how do you pronounce his name? So I did the Rolovich. That's right, Nick Rolovich. Rolovich, Coach Rolovich at Washington State, dismissed from his job. I only got to read a, a couple of blurbs about it, a couple of articles. And as I understand, a large motivating factor of his dismissal was his opinion of the vaccination. I don't care what his opinion of the vaccination was, pro or anti. The vaccination is a life-saving thing. And, you know, if you're not willing to, to protect your football team, I'll put it that way, you're working with youngsters. You're working with kids. Um, my, 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 I have a daughter who's unvaccinated because of her age. I, I would hope her teachers have been vaccinated. Um, the fact you're not protecting someone's kids that you've been entrusted with. That's a that, great point. That great really point. bothers me. So, uh, the, the, just, I, if he stayed in position, I don't know if I can send my son to play for him. That's a, that's a personal point. opinion, and that's where I'll rest it. So, Robbie, next, please. So, this is one of the most disheartening and moronic stories that I've heard in a long time. Um, you are correct. Um, the... So he was employed by Washington State University. 
the state of Washington mandated that all state employees get vaccinated. He is the highest paid employee in Washington at $3.65 million. But he also is in charge of hiring everyone underneath him. About a hundred families lost their sense of employment and their sense of security. Now they're thrown into chaos because of a selfish decision. This is not a political issue. This is a scientific issue. And people that say they need to do their own research need to understand that research is defined by hypothesis and a test margin of error based on scientific study. It is not Google, it is not Facebook, it is not Twitter. It is actually statistics. This is not a, oh, I worry about this or I worry about that. That's not research. That is paranoia. That is ignorance. And this is not political. This is scientifical. And so... Did you say scientific? So... Is that a word? Scientifical? Scientific. It's based on, it's based oh, on yeah. science, whatever the word may be. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but it, this was a idiotic decision who caused himself, I assume, a dream job and his family. And I talked to you guys uh, on text. I would hope if I was that stubborn and stupid that my wife would come in the middle of the night and stab me with a Johnson Johnson shot and say, hey, problem uh, problem avoided he i promise you i don't know this guy i don't know but you'll look back he will look back in 10 years and be like i was a moron for this decision this again not political it's scientific this is this is just a stupid decision for a guy who had a 3.65 million dollar job a year and a contract to 2025 it's idiotic. Absolutely. And Raj, bring us home. Yeah, I mean, do people just love the walking dead that they believe in 10 years? Suddenly everybody that took the vaccine is going to turn into a zombie. And that's why they're exercising their, uh, what they would say, a First Amendment. Don't get me started on the perception of uh, the Bill of Rights. I don't understand it at all. I anti-vaxxers, you know, it, it, it's a, I don't want to be political or name a network, but it's a fear driven uh, idea. As somebody who's seen someone pass away close to me to co- from COVID, um, who was vaccinated by the way, but, but wait, that kind of defeats my argument. He was very old. Um, it's not a joke, man. Like it's, what's your, what stand is he taking? Is he, and Randall, I didn't even think about that point. You know, when when coaches come into somebody's living room, these parents, you know, oftentimes, maybe a single parent or whatnot, they're entrusting their child to you. You are basically their father figure for that time period. You have to look out for their well-being, their health. You want to develop them as people. Um, you know, one thing about Saban, you don't see a lot of Alabama guys getting in trouble. Um, you know, he seems to develop the student to person as well, which I respect. He is certainly jeopardizing the safety of his, of his team. 
and he says it's for personal reasons. I'd like to hear why, you know, aside from like, again, uh, people think that just because it was, you know, a six month, essentially from, you know, development, I got news for you, man. When it comes to uh, pharmaceuticals, it, it's a long bureaucratic process with three different, four different phases. Uh, you, you know, it's just stretched out usually politically and financially. Um, this wasn't taken lightly. It was scientifically proven. I don't get it. I really don't. Like, well, I want to hear your reason. And, and can, can I just jump in one real, real quick uh, point? Every college football player he recruited to that university. Look at what I just just look it up. What vaccines they required to enroll there? Because I promise you, they required vaccines, and so he is. The idiocracy blows my mind. Um, that and he as being an employee had to take those and then now he's taking this stance to blow that job it's just it it's so stupid it's so stupid all right i agree with you great points all of you but the next thing we will cover i've been waiting on all day now i'm going to go ahead and say i'm one in five and i still think i'm making the playoffs so that's all i've got to say about this it, and I'm not trading Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris. So the 47 offers I have right now, I turned them all down. But this is five minutes dedicated to a friend. RIP. Whose fantasy football team went down to Robbie this weekend. And, and time has been requested for Robbie to eulogize said football team did i lose to robbie uh no 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 not robbie, yet not just, yet my team sucks too so go ahead. Uh, why don't you just talk about your victory this weekend yeah so i thought about this as we were leading up to the show and i was like oh man i want to give a moment of silence to blake but then i'm like gosh how many moments can you give to somebody who got beat that badly Who's Blake? I've never seen him. So, we finished Sunday. I had, and as you guys know, I do not draft running backs. So, as we finished Sunday, I had a running back, two receivers, and a kicker still yet to play, and I had already beaten Blake. I well no, so I uh, text his wife and I said, "Hey, you guys know a person by uh, Leonard Fournette? I'm looking for him." And she texts, she asked Blake, "You know who Leonard Fournette is?" <laughs> text his wife. I was like, "Yeah, this guy's ran all over Blake." Um, you know, so I know running back strategies playing off. I'm three and three, um, so. If you guys put your two wins together and stack them up, that's how many wins I have. But my division, uh, thankfully, sucks. So I'm only two games out of first place. I'm in trouble. This is not a team that I have faith in. 
I, I really did poorly and uh, regretting a lot of decisions. I think uh, you were a little sober. That was the problem. That was yeah. it. Well, uh, back to me beating Blake. Yeah, so I beat the doors off of him. He's he won't come around. He won't. He won't, he won't call me back. But let's. I. I'll, wait. We'll. We'll. We'll do one live call. One live attempt. See if we can get him. Oh God. I got a question for you both. Would you rather Tennessee basketball make the Final Four? Or how about win a national championship? Or you win our fantasy league 10 years in a row? Which one would you pick? Basketball. 10 years. Ooh, man, I'm pretty selfish. Tennessee Ten basketball. Years. That's a lot uh, of trash talking, bro. You're Nick Saban. You're Ten years, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I retired then, so mm, you maybe ten years in a row. I don't know the fact that Lanier is the only person with that. Please leave your name and a message. I'll get back with you as soon as possible. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message when you finish. We gotta say hi to him. He's out fixing somebody's cable right now. We need you to call us back ASAP. I don't know if you we're. You were a witness to a murder over the weekend. Damn. <laughs> you may also be the victim. Good Lord. Hi, Blake. All right. That was the highlight of the show. My battery's dying and my knee's swelling, so I guess it's time we head to our weekly section. Robbie, do you have anything else to add? Um, <laughs> did I mention how bad I beat Blake and that I'm three and three? After six games, rolling into the playoff mode, I'm one and five. Yes. So, I'm two and four, which I've never. Yeah, Raj, you're 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 gonna realize what the bottom of the barrel tastes like this year. I am I'm licking it as we see. The sadness of the bet your nuts segment of mine had to be changed because when the Braves were up five two. My bet your nuts was going to be the Dodgers money line in game four. Now that's changed. So I had a backup bet ready. And I hate to use this one, but I've already bet it. So I believe in it. Coastal Carolina laying the points. Just look at that. Happy State. Bet your nuts. Take Coastal. Lay, I think it's five and a half. Five. It's five right uh, now. Lay your five. Make some money. Coastal Carolina over Abbey State. The public's going to bet that down. ESPN night game. I've actually been to Boone. Pretty cool little city. I've, uh, I've been so to Coastal's Boone. a damn good team, man. Ooh. And uh, I think it'll get down to like three and a half because the public is stupid. And then I'm all over Coastal. Great pick. Robbie Davis. Who's going to win NASCAR? Well, so I've been a little off on NASCAR, but I will get to that on Sunday morning picks. I'm moving that to Sunday morning. Okay. okay. Nick Saban has been in Alabama for 14 years. In those 14 years, Tennessee has led 17 minutes and 38 seconds of game time in 14 years. 
In comparison, Alabama's led 680 minutes in one second of game time. Wow, that's a stat. It, which brings me to my stat now. The, the spread is 25 and a half. I've always thought that Nick Saban has appreciated the coaches that Tennessee has hired, and he has kept them around the 31-point mark. It's been 31 points so many times. This is the first time I think that Nick may be a little worried, maybe. And so I think Alabama blows Tennessee out. I think Nick wants Hypo fired. So I'm going to go Alabama minus 25 and a half. I think they win by 40. Um, but that's not saying Hypo is not still making progress. I still believe in him. I just think Nick's getting a little worried and they're going to go for the jugular. That is and, that, and that is total UT ball paranoia, paranoia logic, logic going on. They seem uh, to be able to play with anybody. Like I said, uh, I don't know what happened to Hedden Hooker, but uh, yeah, what's his name? Wow, what a decision. Can I get, just get a take from each of you, especially you, Randall, on Joe Milton on that last play? So I'll go, I wasn't at the game. I'll go to my friend Phil. And I was ranting to him and just screaming about him running out of bounds. And he's like, he had no choice. Evidently, the way they rolled the defense forced him to cut the field in a quarter. And when they did, he tried to work, work back towards the middle. And he was like, he, wa- he wasn't going anywhere. If he'd have went back, he was dead. So and throw the ball up in the air and yeah. pray. He said he could have threw the football across the field, middle deep, and that would have been – Probably disaster, but that was the one shot he could have done. At least you got a shot. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, hold, wait, hold. On. Let me just die, dissect this. He had no choice. Like, well, I mean, I get he was running to his left, which was stupid, but he—you can't run out of bounds. You, I mean, like that's the end of the game. The alternative, I mean, just throw, just throw it left hand, just. Punt it. Do anything. Yeah. Did he, did he kind of stumble? Like, part of me wants to think he kind of put, like, both feet on the ground at the same time and kind of, you know, stumbles out of bounds. When he realized he was running out of grounds, but it was too late. Whatever he did probably get to the middle of the field at one point, and it was just shut down. So. Just heave it up, man. Give yourself a chance. They they deserve better. That's He's on the stuff. next steamer out of town. So. Or, I mean – uh, what was that major league baseball thing? Was it just toss the ball up in the air and see what happens? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, California Angels league major league. It was right. Yes. <laughs> no, that no. What's that? Was no. It was the well, the kid with the broken arm. I mean, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. There we go. There's angels in the outfield, but the kid with the broken arm is the kid from American Pie. Henry Rowan Gardner. Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, I thought it was the other kid, Thomas. Uh, no, his character's name was Rowan Gardner. Henry Rowan. Oh. Yeah, Rowan Gardner. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Yes. But yeah, 
that's the kid that like had terror in an American Pie and, and couldn't talking sports, up. figuring out movie tri- movie trivia, and waiting on Rod. I, I got a feeling you've got a good one for us. I've got two. Uh, I, I don't understand how. Again, I always say that there's one, two, or three teams that are dominant. The rest are just, you know, jockeying for useless position. Oklahoma State is number eight in the country, and they are seven-point underdogs at Iowa State, who's unranked. I get it. It's Iowa State. Um, Bryce Hall and, uh, you, you know, I forgot the quarterback's name. When has the number eight team in the country been a touchdown underdog to an unranked team? Like, I don't get that at all. Uh, that's not the game I'm going to touch, though. The game I'm touching is Purdue at home is a three-point dog to Wisconsin, the three-and-three three Wisconsin. Purdue, who just beat Iowa, and they're in West Lafayette. Uh, I think Wisconsin is just horribly overrated, stale, and fairly talentless offensively. Uh, so my bet your nuts is Purdue uh, minus or sorry plus three at home uh, against Wisconsin. But then again, the Oklahoma State thing I, it it blows my mind. So, guys, we come to the end of the show. We have an important thing to do tonight, and unfortunately, I, I will. According to what happens, I think I will be in Tuscaloosa, but. Robbie Davis, your lovely wife. This is the weekend for Darren and Ants. Yeah, I wanted to go. It is. Um, yes, we'll, we'll be there Saturday and then Friday happy hour and then Saturday for Darren and Ants at the convention center. Um, unfortunately or fortunately for Vols fans, it's, it's going to fall during the Alabama-Tennessee game. Um and yeah, if you guys want to do last minute donations, I think it's daredance.com. Um, Team Allison and Brian will, will be the ones you want to donate to. Um, so yeah, any help we'll appreciate five dollars, ten dollars, hundred dollars. If you have if you have Raj money, you can do a thousand dollars. All depends on how how you want to sit there. You better get your ass in shape, dude. Dancing like that. I bet she's looking like Flojo right now. You better figure that out, bro. That Ryan was kind of a handsome-looking guy, too. That's, a, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm not worried about that, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say this, but I'm certainly going to donate because it's an amazing cause, and uh, Allison is a beautiful person and a wonderful friend. Uh we turned it down because we thought somebody else was more deserving. She had a couple extra on her guest list. Uh, we also took note, my wife and I, that game six is that night in baseball, which is our Tennessee, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, but yes, That's my we're, debate. Cer- we're certainly going to donate. Um, I really wanted to go. And, and it's just an amazing cause. And it's fun. And actually knowing somebody. Uh, you know, I wish her the best, but it's not about winning or losing. It's about uh, what they can generate for a beautiful cause. So much respect and Dare to Dance. Is there a website? Is it like daretodance.com or uh, anything like that we can plug? Randall? Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, You're the one whose wife did it. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. I think what 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 was the website, Robbie? I assume daredance.com, maybe daredance Chattanooga. Just Google daredance Chattanooga. Uh, I'm Googling. Let's check the Google machine. That'll 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 pay for some Google ads also. Uh, uh, I see kidneyfoundation.com. Yeah, yeah. Kidney, yeah. yeah. Kidney Dare to Dance. Yeah, so donate there. Uh, quick question, Robbie. I don't mean to slight this event and make light of it, but when our livers go, uh, what are we going to do to raise money? Oh, I've got that working on the, on the side project. Oh, well. They have yes. virtual tickets available. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can watch from your airplane if you have Raj money, or you can watch from um, your car if you have uh, random, money. random money, or you can watch from your cell phone walking down the street if you have me money. And um, then uh, I'm virtually viewing for sure. <laughs> but yes, anything would be appreciated. And Allison has worked her cell, she's worked at this for months. So more power to her. Yeah, man. All right, guys, final words round the horn. I got to start with mine. I think the Braves Dodgers is going to be a great series. Robbie, I don't disagree with your bet your nuts, but I will tell everybody. Tennessee is still doing this with less than 70 scholarship players. And this is a team that a lot of people thought would struggle to win more than three games. So I did. Well, coach. Josh Hopple, man, you, you're winning my heart. Don't break it. Butch Jones left some permanent scars. So, you know, don't, don't, don't jilt me. Robbie Davis. So my final words tonight are – Y'all, y'all know me. Um, I have been um, pretty much a recluse during the pandemic, and I've been super cautious, which uh, everyone should be. Um, this weekend, I ripped the bandaid off. Um, I went to both Neyland Stadium at capacity. I went to uh, Nissan Stadium at capacity. It. I wore my mask in the um, the concourses and everywhere public. When I got to my seat around the people I knew, I, I took my mask off. Um, did they require it, vax proof or no? no? Neither of them did, no. Um, did. Yeah, I, ha I had mine in my pocket, but I, they didn't require it. But in, in your garage, you went to a sporting event too. It felt good to be back. There was still some worries about who I was around, but it felt good to be back. Um, I'm going to take a test. Um, us here in Chattanooga, we're lucky to have the, the, the funding to, to have the at-home test. I'll take a test tomorrow, and hopefully I'm free for the weekend for the Dare Dance. But, man, it felt good to be back into reality and into society. And, and um, while I wish they would have made vaccines mandated um it's still just good to be back and be back in the sports world because that's what we're all here for we're all here for talking about sports and um 
both games were exciting and they were good. One loss, one won, but man, it was good to be back. It, it was a little culture shock, wasn't it, the first time you walked in? Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It was uh, for me. Yeah. I, uh, I know you're going to me for final word. I was stoked. I didn't even know, but fortunately I took a picture of my card when I went to the Dodger games. Uh, they required proof of vaccination, whether or not you could fake it. Probably pretty easily is a different story. Uh, but when I went to the Braves game, we just got ushered in in a massive crowd. And uh, I definitely felt at risk. Let's put it that way. Um, it doesn't take much to do that. And, and ironically, Dodger Stadium is the biggest stadium in baseball, 55,000. Uh, our lines were pretty easy. We pretty much just got in. So that's my thoughts on that. Another thing, the NBA starts tonight. Uh, should be an interesting season. Uh, watch out for the Warriors when they get Clay Thompson back. Uh, the Lakers, you know, they're pretty superstars, but there's only one basketball. Uh, you know, at Brooklyn, Milwaukee, it's going to be the same cast of characters. And finally, on the Dodgers, uh, Cody B has really uh, – the magic has, has happened. But to me, it's about your starting pitching, your bullpen, and how you hit with runners in scoring position. And aside from Luke Jackson, the Braves have a lot of magic. And I'm not confident the Dodgers win this series. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my final word. Uh, I think Atlanta has, has that mojo that San Francisco had during the regular season. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not confident the Dodgers will win. This was a nice moment tonight, but I'm not doing backflips at all. So, a final word, too, just so everyone knows. We broadcast it on the YouTube platform. Then to Facebook tonight. So our views may look a little different, but I think the programming went off without a hitch. Everything flowed very well. So if you're looking for us in the future, we'll always be available on Facebook, but our primary sources will be Facebook, and I mean, will be YouTube and iTunes. So and, uh, hit, the, hit the subscribe button down and like us. Yes. Hey, real quick, along Robbie's lines, I went to the Dodgers-Red Sox World Series in Boston. It was 20 degrees. Right now, everybody's wearing these big jackets. Shorten the season, get more eyes, make it more competitive. Uh, Baseball is not meant to be played in November, which is basically what's going to happen. It's just stupid. I... Like, just let me be the scheduling person of the MLB. Like, it can't be that hard. Like, just look at what – like, this 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 dare to dance thing that's going on this weekend, it's Tennessee-Alabama weekend. I'm like, bleep, bleep. Look at the schedules. Like, look at what's happening in Tennessee. Now, we bordered Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia. Look at what's happening. Bleep, bleep. Uh, Those are my final words. Yeah. I think Randall lost well, his signal. Well, uh, hopefully Randall's teeth are going to stay in. His ankle is okay. Um, Me as well. That dude's like yeah. Mr. Potato Head, dude. Who falls down the stairs? 
I, and what stairs, you know, like, yeah, did a cat trip him? I didn't it, know. It, I'm, it, I'm glad he's one, okay, though. It's one of the uh, great uh, things about Fantasy League. Uh, we have no idea where anyone lives. We all live in the same vicinity, but we know don't know where anyone actually lives or what their house looks like or anything else. Uh, I know you live in Udawal, but I don't know where in Udawal. I mean, nobody cares about Udawal. But yeah, man, we hope in serious in all seriousness, we hope Randall's okay. Uh, he's a tough dude whose body is literally pieced together by scotch tape and paper clips. Um, hey, 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 look, hey, Brandon's still awake. He's still awake from Hawaii. He, yeah, uh, took, a, he took a Hawaii six hours trip behind. And, uh, I hope he didn't bring his worst fancy team of all time back with him. It's lunchtime for him right now in Hawaii time. Uh, yeah, uh, side note, Hawaii time, the NFL starts at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, okay, I guess it's just me. So, wait, maybe Rob's is back. Maybe he's not. But we have reached our hour and 45 minute mark. We are signing off the Triple R's again tonight. We'll be back next Tuesday. Um, I will be in Vegas. And... I haven't really mapped out that time change, so I should be there. If not, uh, I'll be there later. But anyways, uh, thanks for watching, and uh, hopefully Randall's teeth are okay, his knee is okay, and his ankle's okay. And then um, the Braves beat the Dodgers. Well, thank you. Good night.